0: Hey, this is hey, Kyle this O'Reilly. Is Kyle O'Reilly. You're listening to You're listening and loving and loving the Spanish, announce,
1: the Spanish table. announce Table.
2: The Spanish Announce Table. Tom. Tim. It is episode 274 of the Spanish Announce Table. You know what that means? That means next week it's 275, right? Yes, indeed. Feed the needy. No. Nope. Yes,
0: indeedy feed the needy.
2: That's not what's gonna happen because next week we won't be here. And this week we got to do a kind of an abridged show because we won't be here next week. Why don't you fill us in?
0: Yeah. Hey, so uh again, this is gonna be a pretty quick show. Sorry to all the listeners in advance, but I am literally on my way right now to the airport. I am headed to Detroit and then Chicago for my bachelor party, uh, to watch Evolve 133 and 134. The big event for me personally is at Evolve 133. Uh, Anthony Gutierrez, friend of the show, is wrestling a guy named Karma, and the winner gets a full-time contract for Evolve. And he has not told me whether that he wins or loses, so that is big news to me. I'm hoping that uh, for my bachelor party, he gets the contract, because then, you know, we're all in a good mood. Uh, But I am literally headed that way, uh, essentially as... We speak. I'm packing up uh, in between my comments and listening to Tim. Uh, Again, this is a fast show. Uh, Evolve 133 in Detroit, Michigan. Evolve 134 in Chicago the next night. It's a Saturday. It's a Sunday. Uh, I'm excited. Get to see Kushida. Get to see Matt Riddle. Get to see Tommaso Ciampa. Get to see the evolved talent such as J.D. Drake and Austin Theory, uh, A.R. Fox. All of the guys. Unwanted. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, hopefully I get to meet Gabe Spikulski, Uh, because he's a big, huge influence as far as writing uh, on my pro wrestling um taste. Well, and a huge uh, so fan of the Spanish
2: table, of course.
0: Of course. Who isn't? Who yeah. isn't? But Who isn't? uh that is in the future. So, Except again, next you. week. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> you know, so next <laughs> week we will not be able to record because of how busy we are. Uh, And this week it's abbreviated, but as we look forward, let's take a step and look back. Tim, we do have a couple moments. What were you up to this week?
2: Well, yeah, man. And yes, uh, I'd just like to say, forgive Tom. He is literally, I mean, on his way on this trip. When he says he's on his way, he just said all that while he was getting his full cavity screening from TSA at the airport. So please bear with us.
0: uh, I didn't tell him to stop, you know what I mean?
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, kind (laughs) of. <laughs> all right yeah uh you know this week was uh, again somewhat normal but you know remained active right we had another swim trunk soccer game this is their first win of this new hey! uh, you know, premier league they're in uh so they're one and two now um but they won that game four to two kind of dominated that team from start to finish so you know we know at least that team sucks and then um mm-hmm. uh, i had to cut that short even i didn't catch the end of the game because i had to head over to the comedy club of kansas city where they had john rudnitsky from uh he was on saturday night live for a year i think uh, i mm-hmm. not a long main stay there but very funny guy and he was just super cool right uh you know a lot of these comics while doing this uh is one of the cool parts of this job is just meeting these folks right and just kind of a relaxed setting right so that's fun oh yeah and then i spent a lot of time i'm this is a fun one. I'm building a raised garden bed so I can start, you know, growing some of these vegetables we discussed uh, earlier. And I did that out of some old pallets that I had out here. <laughs> so That is uh, very so
0: interesting I, that you said mm-hmm. that because while you were building your raised garden, uh, we were taking ours down because uh, as I'm going to be out of town, uh, the process will have started for our new driveway and detached mm-hmm. two-car garage. So we had to take those down so that that new uh, driveway and garage could go in. So as one garden goes down, another one goes up. So good, good on you.
2: Yeah, and I only managed to, you know, uh, hammer my thumb once and get one bruise. On oh, that, so.
0: oh, yeah, you want to talk about that? Uh, what we did this weekend is we uh, put down the rest of the um, – shed that was in the backyard so that we have an actual backyard because of the garage then we don't need the shed kind of thing Mm -hmm. uh and part of taking down the the roof of the shed was we wanted the flat parts to lay down into the dumpster and there were two by fours that stick up so i had the task of taking a sledgehammer triple h style and knocking off the uh two by fours from the flat pieces of the wood Fun fact, I'm pretty good at it, except for when I'm not, and I miss, and I hit myself in the calf. That doesn't feel well.
2: Yeah. No, and you know, while I was doing this pallet thing, so the pallets are, you know, all nailed and screwed together, and they're old, so you got to get, like, a sawzall and cut through and get, you know, cut that nail apart and then kind of pry the boards off. And as I was doing that, of course, uh, I was, you know, not watching exactly how I was standing, and one of those boards fell and just whacked me right in the shin, and I've got a nice scar mm-hmm. on there, and it's, you know, a shin. Yeah a shin blunt object connection is is not fun for about a week you know what i mean no. like it's all Yeah it is there. Not. And so yeah but this is what uh this is what real men do you know what i mean this is how we uh, you <laughs> know us, us real fellas right yeah gender <laughs> yeah. normative uh all right <laughs> so yeah i mean that was the bulk of it right just um sweating
0: and working and uh and living man what are you doing all right. well so i took down the shed as i mentioned uh and then also Uh, Emily and I went over to her brother's house and we watched the best UFC fight card so far of the year UFC 241. The main event was a, Title rematch in the heavyweight division between champion at the time, Daniel Cormier, uh, against former champion Stipe Miocic. Stipe actually wins uh, via TKO in the fourth round after losing all three rounds, made an adjustment, started digging shots to the body. Uh, That zapped Daniel Cormier's... um, Condition, conditioning. Uh, so he got caught with a, a good punch to the head after trying to protect the body. It was a very amazing fight. Before that, you had the original gangster, the title holder of the baddest motherfucker in the game. That's what he said. He says, I'm not fighting for titles. I already got the title. I'm the baddest motherfucker in the game. That's what he said. He beat uh, Anthony Showtime pets in unanimous decision. A fantastic fight. Great jiu-jitsu very fun stand up they were phone booth fighting where they were just you know toe to toe smacking each other upside the head hitting each other with the body it was fantastic and then before that fight you had two of the best looking fighters in the game today paulo costa versus yoel romero uh looking like you know adonis like he they, they both make chris masters look like a puny like uh jobber that's that's how good they look and it was incredible. Uh Yoel Romero, every time he fights, it looks like he's fighting on a water park because he can't keep his keep his balance. Uh the best way to describe it, if you haven't seen the fight, imagine the just two Adonises uh meeting up and then looking like the inflatables, uh those wacky inflatables that are tangled together and that's the three round fight that they went through heavy shots landed big knees landed paulo costa won a controversial uh unanimous decision the fights were so good if you haven't seen it get espn plus Watch on the replay uh it was fantastic i loved every second of it um and got me re re excited or reignited my MMA passion. Now, hopefully we get Nate Diaz versus the Street Jesus, Jorge Masvidal later on this year or maybe early next year. Uh, But I was pumped, loved it. Uh, And then, you know, all that led into this week of pro wrestling as Monday Night Raw happened, Tuesday Night Smackdown happened, and all that fun stuff.
1: The Spanish announce table.
2: Tom, I want to take a second and talk about uh, the Spanish Announce Merch Table. If you were unaware, those of you listening, we have a merch table, just like you'd see at every other pro wrestling event. But this one's digital. It's a digital merch table because it's 2019 because we're cool like that. Tom, uh, you care to share them uh, some details about the merch table?
0: Yeah, the merch table has almost any and every desire you could have, uh, right? So we have T-shirts, sweatshirts, uh, flasks mouses not the animals but the kind that you use uh in conjunction with a computer uh you have coffee mugs Uh, i think we're getting hats here soon i mean anything that you would want that has spanish nouns table uh we will have it for you uh it really helps us out and it's really cool just being completely transparent Uh, it's really cool to see online you know some of our loyal listeners posting pictures with them wearing the t-shirts I've seen those in the past, and I want to see them in the future. Uh, so if you do go to the merch table, get a T-shirt, get a mug, get whatever you want, and then let us know. Let us see it and uh, help support the podcast.
2: Yeah, do that. You go to net At the top of the page, there's a link that says Merch Table, and Tom's right. Anything you want with the Spanish Announce Table logo. Uh if it's not on there, let us know by sending us an email to tableshow at gmail.com and we will find a way to get it on there. And if you want a live mouse, uh hit me up, man. Maybe we can work something out. The
1: Spanish announced
2: table. Some breaking news about NXT. What are you what uh, why don't you explain it? You you got uh you, you you brought this up in, in off air, i kind of forgot about it.
0: Yeah, so the big news of the, the week is that NXT, which has been airing on the WWE network, uh, will be moving to the USA network uh, Wednesday nights, starts September 18th. Uh, we'll go from 8 to 10 Central, so a two hour show, not just a one hour show. Um, and so, yeah, essentially now they become the third brand of WWE and uh, strategically running opposite of aew who will be on wednesday nights um i believe uh is that correct right they're going to be on wednesday nights Uh, i believe that is is correct yep Mm -hmm. yeah so now you have monday night raw wednesday you know this is towards the end of the year you'll have monday night raw wednesday night nxt friday night smackdown uh so three nights a week you'll get three hours two hours and then two hours of pro wrestling coming from wwe And then two hours on TNT from AEW. uh, As the third brand which NXT is now becoming, uh, what are your initial thoughts, Tim?
2: Uh, This will be interesting. I think it's going to be better for NXT because I I think an hour might be just a little too short. I I think we've hit before that we think an hour and a half is almost ideal.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd agree.
2: That's kind of hard to find in television, so... I think you would rather go over than under, which sounds weird too, because sometimes you want to, guess I leave them wanting more, but I feel like NXT should be another strong brand that, again, I, I think it would work better if it goes to two hours and they were able to bring some main roster guys that are doing nothing and filter them in mm-hmm. kind of as the add-ons as opposed to more folks from the Performance Center that kind of suck, right? That mm-hmm. worries me, which way they go in that regard. Um but I am excited that it's going to get a little more exposure to people that do not have the network, but that may be a problematic to say, well, what's the draw to the network now? So,
0: well, so I think there's a lot to unfold here with this move, uh, from, uh, NXT going from the WWE network to the USA network. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned, I do feel like now they are the third brand, not just the developmental league, uh, for the WWE. With that being said, if you, Remember not too long ago they had for the first ever time Evolve mm-hmm. their 10th anniversary show was on the WWE network. So I think maybe that's who is going to take over the developmental TV show for the WWE network. I could easily see Evolve being uh put in that spot that NXT was serving uh as that the stars of tomorrow are here today. Where I find this move the most interesting though is now we're going to see is NXT really the coolest thing, uh, you know, this side of the Mississippi River? Because NXT always had the the luxury of, as soon as the character told their story, well, then they got moved to the main roster, right? So Kevin Owens got to make a big splash in NXT. He becomes NXT champion. All right, we're you know full steam ahead, and the next thing is he's on the main roster. So NXT didn't get the He lost the title. Now he's kind of mid-card. What does he do next angle for a Kevin Owens or a Finn Balor or a Samoa Joe? They just got all the best, and then as soon as it maxed out, they went to the main roster. Now do we see an Adam Cole lose his championship and then get moved down to the middle of the card to go for the United States uh, or the North American title, or does he get moved to the main roster? So that's where I want to see how this move affects NXT is. Do we see guys become mainstays of NXT or are we still treating it as getting moved to the main roster? Because, you know, this time next year, there's no difference between NXT and SmackDown. There- two-hour shows on the usa network so moving up to the main brand really doesn't make sense uh, as far as to the casual viewer um, as you said also i'm interested to see you know a floundering apollo cruise does he go from smackdown back to nxt and does he get featured in a more prominent spot or does he just flounder on all three brands and they do this wild card rule where on September 18th, the first time NXT is on USA Network, guess who kicks off the show? Roman Reigns. Da-da, da-da, da. Like, that wouldn't shock me, right? So I'm interested to know uh, how this unfolds, because NXT is the cool thing, but now they're getting pushed into the to the spotlight, and can they hang? That's That's where I'm interested to see what this looks like.
2: Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that aspect, that, yeah, you can't... I mean, yeah, SmackDown's moving to Fox, but Raw's still on the USA Network. I mean, it has an extra hour, but... That, oh, that's yeah. true.
0: That Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. I said SmackDown. Uh, I meant Raw, yeah.
2: But, I mean, that concept still lives there, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. not so far removed that it should be a stepping stone, right? So, right. So, yeah, do we have three brands now? And does that mean we will kind of intermix some of these folks? And honestly, I mean, they kind of were with all the top stars from NXT for the last several years now anyway, right? They were immediately mm-hmm. like, okay, they got it up. Let's go. Right. Right. So, yeah. Is there a replacement but that's the, part where, um, on right. the network? Right. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's the part that I think NXT will have to figure out is, you know, Triple H didn't have to deal with Finn Balor loses the title. Now he's out of the title picture. What do we do next? Because just send him up. Right, like, like I don't have to worry so, about that next step because now he can debut on the main roster. So that's where I want to see how NXT handles those kind of so, situations. And
2: does WWE recreate its own? Um, like is NXT going to go touring? Or are they going to stay mostly right. in the area? Because, because the coolest
0: right. thing about NXT is that crowd, really, if we're being mm-hmm. completely transparent. It's that intimate crowd at Full Sail University creating all of these fun chants and that one-on-one experience, essentially. Um, if they start touring and they're in Green Bay, and you know how Green Bay is, uh, is NXT going to still be the cool show in town? That's... that's if some questions answer. I'm interested to see how they handle it.
2: Well, and let's say they do, right? Let's say they go traveling and they lose that crowd, but they're still fine, right? They're moving about and they're just a the third brand. Um, yeah, they may have evolved being shown on the network and stuff, but are they going to recreate and build their own developmental league again? Or do they just leave the performance center or something like that? Like That'd be interesting to see too, so...
0: Yeah, I, oh. I really feel I really feel that the tenth anniversary show from Evolve being on the network was a signal, at least to me, that Hey, NXT is now the, the, the brand, right? Uh-huh. The, the third brand. And now evolve is going to be our developmental. Yeah, league. Gonna That's gonna where absorb, you're going
2: to see evolve even, or just kind of, well, and like I think essentially they kind
0: of do right. Yeah. So I'm going there, uh, as we speak. And on the Sunday night show is Kushida versus drew Gulak for the NXT 200 uh-huh. or the two Oh five live title. Uh, you also have Matt Riddle wrestling. You also have Tommaso Ciampa showing up and cutting promos. Um, I read that maybe Johnny Gargano might be making an appearance. So it's like, well, those guys are just NXT and NXT is WWE. So Evolve is basically.
2: Well, yeah. WWE. They put some WWE money behind the production. I mean, it, the name fits, you know, for mm-hmm. what it is. So, well, yeah, we'll go. see. That's I'm excited, deal. though. That's the kind of deal they've struck with some of those international organizations there, like in England, is that, well, hey, if we start doing well enough, we're, you're just going to become us, right? We're just going to.
0: And. Over. And as from a competition standpoint, it's a win win for WWE because let's say NXT does, you know, hit a home run on um, Wednesday nights uh-huh. and they just crush AEW, right? It's a, a you know, seven hundred thousand viewers to three hundred thousand uh-huh. viewers, you know, each and every week. Well, NXT crushed the competition, but let's say AEW, you know, finds their niche, gets into a groove, and they start beating them, you know, on the converse or you know conversely 700,000 to 300,000 well wwe could say well that's our developmental league like if we had raw running there they wouldn't compete you know uh so it's a win-win because you can spin it however you want to say like we're still the top dog
2: right yeah well it will be interesting i guess We, you know we all kind of heard when that this was coming to maybe what um like one of the FS1 or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah.
2: I don't know if that ever happened or we got into a bidding war or if that was just something that somebody was leaking something they didn't know the full story to. Um, right. But yeah, so I think we kind of thought, oh, this might be coming. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll have a lot to see how it plays out. But uh, I don't know.
0: so let's, add, let's dig a little bit deeper into this since it's only our, our only real news story. Mm-hmm. Would you have, the the first off would you have the wild card rule apply to nxt and, and then follow up would you have guys if they're going to stay at full Sail university who and would you have guys go back to nxt hmm
2: yeah i mean, yes if we're still doing the wild card rule Yeah, just because, I mean, why not? I I wouldn't do the wild card rule and I would spread all the talent out kind of equally across the three brands, right? But if that's not what they're going to do, yeah, I'd have the wild card rule. I just, you know what I mean? I think because given its nature and if they were staying at full sale and they were doing that route, I think you need to keep kind of the same feel, right? So I wouldn't have, you know, Roman Reigns showing up each week, but I'd have some people maybe that are more fitting for that developmental like league. Um, to be using it right you might see Sami Zayn show up and use it right you might see Cesaro show up and use it as far as like going back if they needed the third brand star power I think you immediately got to go with Gargano and Ciampa but they're still there right I mean mm-hmm. technically although Champa may have been making his move out you know uh, when things went down um, mm-hmm. but I think uh, you know I don't know man Uh Who's gone up recently that maybe hasn't caught fire though? You know, like well, see,
0: I would an- to answer my own questions that I po- uh, posed to you. I would mm-hmm. keep the wild card rule for NXT, mm-hmm. but that would be the the carrot to get some of the this talent back to NXT for a few months. Right. So I think one talent that would just hit a home run in NXT the second their music hit is rusev if you have rusev and lana go back to nxt and they're put into the spot where they're challenging for the nxt championship against adam cole in the undisputed era like that is money to me right the bulgarian brute with lana as this mastermind taking on you know adam cole and his group of the undisputed undisputed era i think that's a story that would make a lot of sense um, and it would get Rusev back into the fold instead of, hey, we have a tag match and it's Nakamura and yeah. well, Rusev he
2: could be the champ
0: there. Yeah. Right. He could be the champ or he could just have two NXT TakeOver matches. And then now he is back on Raw or now he is back right. on SmackDown well, and we can get him back on. Yeah. Right. And then that's when he goes, yeah, and wins the Intercontinental Championship or gets a title shot against Seth Rollins, something right. like that. Uh, I think that's where the wild card rule could be used yes. for NXT. Yeah,
2: and that's kind of what I was getting at there too, right? I wouldn't put in, oh, it's Roman and it's the New Day, right? Like I'd get serious mm. competitors, but ones that are maybe not, you know what I mean, on an upper card already on one of the main rosters, right? Definitely. The
1: Spanish Announce Table.
2: Tom, we spent a lot of time telling folks how they can go to our website, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And use our Amazon affiliate link, how you can use our merch table link and you can buy something and you can own something and then we'll get a cut of it. And thereby you'll be supporting the Spanish announce table. But what about those folks who maybe aren't into material possessions, right? Maybe they're not into consumerism, right? Maybe they just really love the show and they want to support us financially without, you know, having another useless trinket that they don't know what to do with. I've got a solution for them, Tom, and do maybe you, you know what I'm going, but you've heard of this small company called PayPal? I have heard of PayPal. Uh-huh. Yes, so- I do
0: know of PayPal.
2: Yeah, also on SpanishNowstable.net, we're helping out again, like we helped out Amazon before, this young startup company, mm-hmm. uh, where you can go to our website, SpanishNowstable.net, and there's a donate button, and you can just use PayPal, you use our email address, tableshow at gmail.com, and you can just donate us whatever you feel like, right? If you want to donate us a dollar, if you want to give us $10, if you want to give us, you know, $20,000, whatever you feel like, you can give to us by using tableshow at gmail.com through this PayPal link, and I think that's a great way to show your philanthropy, show how good of a person you are, and that you support the arts, right? I mean, people will respect you for this,
0: right? Yes, they will. You need to help us, one, financially, because this podcast ain't free, and two, visit a new startup company website, paypal.com. Check it out. Donate to us and let us know your user experience on PayPal uh, in the comment section of your donation. Let us know if they're doing well. We like to keep mm-hmm. tabs on these startups can like help Amazon it. and Google and PayPal. So, yes, let us know how your user experience was when you donate to Spanish Announce Table. Uh, the other thing that I will say is, as you had mentioned, this is art. And you know what? When you're supporting the art, you're supporting Earth. And you can't spell earth without art. So I say donate to the Spanish Announce Table and do your deed as a citizen of this world. The
1: Spanish Announce
2: Table. Our third, man. We haven't done this one in a while, huh? Where we trade back and forth our favorite things of the week. Huh?
0: Yeah. Do you want to start, or would you like for me to start? Um, Why don't you
2: give us a go? Give me a start. All right,
0: so uh, since we're throwing it old school, I will start with my favorite thing of the week, and it's a positive and patient favorite thing of the week, and that is Sami Zayn transitioning from uh, Lovable Loser, uh, really, because we love him, but uh, the Lovable Loser Sami Zayn transitioning out of that role into the manager of of the Intercontinental Champion, Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, does the pairing make a lot of sense? Meh, not really. However, it's wrestling, and if anyone could use a manager, it is yes. the charismatic enigma of 2019, not Jeff Hardy, but Shinsuke Nakamura, right? We've all said this since... Wrestle Kingdom 12 where this guy who's a mix of Freddie Mercury and Mike Tyson walk into the ring and just you're captivated by all of his weird quirks and moves and his fun song and all just the amazing hit factor things that he has with him then you put a microphone in his face and then it all falls apart so who can help with that probably top three best promo guys in WWE right now, Sami Zayn. And for me, instead of having Sami Zayn lose a nine minute match to, you know, Andrade, we can have him cutting promos, helping Nakamura and down the road, uh, have this explosion between, you know, manager, Sami Zayn, and talent Nakamura and then they can have a match at a SummerSlam or a Royal Rumble next year or something like that. So, I'm a big fan of the move because Sami Zayn is awesome. He's another guy that has that it factor. Now, I would push him as a main event talent, but that's just my personal bias. Uh but if you're not going to do that, instead of having him lose, which is just breaking my heart because of how good he is, make him a manager. I think it's cool. I think it's neat. And when that payoff happens, it's not like the Paul Heyman thing where we go like that match between Paul Heyman and CM Punk that should suck. Like we will not say that if it's a blow off match between Sami Zayn and Nakamura, right? Yeah. Or active roster wrestlers who don't have anything going, kind of flirting with that manager role, going back and forth between
2: you well, know talent
0: and manager.
2: It's great too because that he is still an active wrestler they always have that in their back pocket that they can pull that trigger and go now it's on right heel mm-hmm. turn or mm-hmm. face turn or whatever right and here we go um,
1: right
0: and right. and it works a little bit better because you know uh Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush I thought did that really well where Leo Rush was a 205 live talent mm-hmm. uh you know they could tag if they needed to but really we all, we understood Bobby Lashley was the talent Leo Rush was the manager now the size difference always made it to where like Leo rush is just going to get his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Sammy Zayn most likely will get his ass kicked. But if you say it's a tag match, like yeah. you're not going to think it's going to be this, like, not you know, thing. eyesore. Right, right. Exactly. It's not 10 year old Nicholas there. Right. So, uh, it's a little bit better for me, but yeah, uh, let's save Sami Zayn from these stupid losses, but let's get those great promos. Of how the crowd is, full of themselves and IWC is with ruining pro wrestling and then have Nakamura fucking, you know, uh, I can't remember his finishers uh, name, but you know, hitting finishers on Miz and stuff.
2: He needs to pull the IWC. He needs to be the IWC guy. He needs to be, who was the wrestler that made that comment? He's an indie guy a no name recently who said like, uh, trying to get United States fans to enjoy a good technical match is like trying to get them to enjoy Shakespeare or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't remember what he said. I didn't hear I was, that, but yeah. Yeah, I was like, what a pompous ass, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy a very great technical match. I don't enjoy some of the Japanese style, right? Like, that's there's, there's a difference, right? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you, there can be... More than just a fucking hard line like that, right? But he needs to be that guy, right? He needs to be
0: shitting on them. Like,
2: you guys are fucking don't understand pure wrestling. You just want this garbage. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. And one of the things that I liked with the explanation of why they're together as this, you know, business relationship is forming is that uh, Nakamura is an artist and only an artist could understand an artist. And Sami Zayn is also, you know, to the level of a nakamura artist so that's why he's going to speak for him so you will not waste nakamura's time if you have anything to say you yeah. will speak to me because i know how to talk to nakamura like i like that part too that was explained to us
2: well behind the curtain i like the move because as as we've kind of said here like uh, if Sami Zayn's doing nothing man um like
0: well nakamura's down, not doing anything well, right. right he was the inner he was the intercontinental champion and when he walked out i I totally forgot he yeah, was intercontinental well, champion. Right,
2: exactly, but uh, what I'm getting at is like you may have to not you can't just say, "Well, if somebody like, hey man, Zach Ryder's not doing anything, let's make him a manager or whatever." Like sometimes you have to convince the person, right? They may be like, "Fuck that, I'm mm-hmm. a wrestler and not want to do it." But if you sit him down and go, "Like, hey Sammy, um, I I think we're all understanding here that you're not gonna be." Uh, well one of our main champs really and if you do, it's gonna be a quick run here now I would have said the same thing about Kofi and you know sometimes things are mm-hmm. different given different circumstances but I don't foresee anybody getting a behind like a push behind Sami Zayn like they did Kofi uh, to make that happen for an extended period of time right so hey you're gonna get better exposure you're gonna sell more you're gonna probably make more merch if you do this move you know and you'll be helping Nakamura who I'm assuming they're friendly. Uh, you know,
0: like, I think it's a win-win for everybody. Like you mentioned, definitely. And that is why it is my favorite thing of the week. So Tim, uh, now we'll kick it over to your side. What is your favorite thing of the pro wrestling week?
2: I'm going to continue with the Roman Reigns saga of who done it. Uh, the, the ending for this week with the, was kind of a little weak, but I get that they're trying to do another cliffhanger and Hey, you know, it works. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. my fear is like, oh, no, please don't let this be some other guy. But they're like, now he's going to wrestle and Roman's going to beat up this schmuck and we never see him again. Right. Which may happen. May yeah, happen.
0: My, my fear is that then Rowan and older Rowan uh, are also just recyclable Rowans yeah. and they become a tag team. And then in three months, it's, you know, recyclable Rowans versus heavy machinery. And mm-hmm. who cares well, about this they, payoff?
2: They finally get out from under the, the evil th- green thumb of Daniel Bryan, right? Now right. there's faces and nobody cares.
0: Right, yeah. So, but we'll say uh, to have the reveal uh, be who it was and then that not answer questions yeah. is, again, that's why you tune in is right. you want to know what's happening well, the next week.
2: I'll give it this also. Not what I expected never would I have guessed, oh, they're going to have a guy that looks like Rowan under there. I thought mm-hmm. it would have just been a somebody, right? Like, whether or not I would have liked who it was, I thought it would have been somebody we knew already. You know what I mean? Right,
0: like it would have been an Andrade or right. it would have been, uh, you know, uh, Baron Titus Corbin. O'Neil. Yeah, Titus O'Neil, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, Uh. for this week, I agree with you. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool.
2: And, again, I, I think to harp on it, it's kind of what you said, right? They, they purposely built in questions that would not be answered right Mm -hmm. that i think if you keep that in mind when you're writing goes a long way for writing scenarios like this right that's what as we keep saying like like well you got to give me stories here you got to leave me with something like that sounds easier said than done but kind of not if you're coming from that frame of mind right like what is a cliffhanger well it's me wondering what happens next well how do i create what happens next well, I don't give them any idea of what the fuck happens next, right? Like right. I purposely I make it vague and weird mm-hmm. or just leave a something unturned, right? Don't reveal something and then go next week, right? You got to seed crest them here a little bit, right? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
2: That's a so, great analogy. Yeah. And at least they're doing that now and for that reason that was my favorite thing of the week.
1: The Spanish Announce Table.
2: Tom, I'm out of toilet paper. And okay, I know a great place I can buy toilet paper. They'll ship it right to your house. It's called Amazon.com. Is that a startup? Yeah, you know, they've been around for a little bit. I think they're gaining a good share of the market. And that's why we want to support them now. Gotcha. Um, Don't listen to any past things we've said about them. They're great. But what we would like you to do, though, is because they offer this program, is don't go directly to Amazon.com. And I'm speaking to you, the listeners here. Uh, You go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net, right? We're the only people they do this for. We're the only people they do this Mm -hmm. for. You go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net. We've got an Amazon link at the top of the page. You click on that. It will take you to Amazon.com. And you will pay the same price as you would if you went there directly. The thing is... Jeff Bezos will give us some of that cashola, right? That money, 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 right? Those greenbacks, and DiBiase-backed dollars, right? And we need that so we can keep the show free for you. You've had some experience with this, yes?
0: Yeah. You know, I would definitely encourage all people listening uh, to support that uh, young startup company, Amazon. And while you do it, uh, support this juggernaut of a podcast as we grow bigger and better and better each and every week. Uh, So let us, the Spanish announced Table army, give a little rub to the small guy, Amazon, and go there by first going to our website, clicking on their link. So now you're exposed to this young startup company. And then like Tim said, buy some toilet paper, maybe, maybe buy some tennis shoes. Hey, even get a t-shirt. And if you're not into all that stuff, you know, maybe you could just get a personal item for you yourself. But before you go to that young startup company, Visit this juggernaut of a website, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. You go to the biggest, baddest podcast recorded on a Wednesday night website, and you click on that link, and then that is what you do to get us some kickback so that we can show that little startup that we have a voice.
1: The Spanish Announce Table.
2: But I do want to give some honorable mentions. I don't know if you got any Yeah, let's mentions. do that.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Uh, Dolph Ziggler is probably doing some of the best I feel like I've seen Dolph Ziggler in at least a decade uh, because he is genuinely being, a, like, he's saying heel stuff that I want to boo, you know what I mean? I'm like, God, I don't like this guy, right? Like, it's he's coming off really well and it doesn't feel like it did before with Dolph, where Dolph is almost playing himself and he suddenly doesn't feel like himself. Does that make sense? Even though it mm-hmm. feels more real, it's a really weird mm-hmm. thing to say, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm really applauding Dolph Ziggler right now. What do you think? of it?
0: Yeah, I agree. I think Dolph Ziggler is fun. I also think it's at a good role, right? So he went, into that first main event picture with both Kingston. And I think initially I rejected it. I'm like, no, you just don't show up because now you're the Saudi Arabia opponent because I think it was Daniel Bryan didn't want to go. So like, fuck off. I don't like that. But if you're going to be the... He's essentially an evolved, better version of a Heath Slater, right? Yes. When Heath Slater had to get beat up by Sid Vicious, well, we're not doing that, but we're going to do a badass match, you know, three minutes or so mm. with Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler is going to cut way better promos, mm. be way more believable, get you to boo things and also get you to remember things, right? The Goldberg, you wouldn't spear me a second time and then he speared him, right? So it's a, it's like a more advanced, uh, better version of what Heath slater was doing with the um legends now i don't know if he's going to continue wrestling legends but he's in that mid card because you know this week he just inserted himself in the roman reigns uh angle just saying like you know you were almost uh killed so i don't know why you're upset i was speared three times at SummerSlam. were you speared three times you know mm-hmm. like again just being a jackass uh, well, which kind of makes yeah. it seem like he is
2: it is it's the it's the whole like Oh man, it should have been me. Or oh, you think you got it tough, huh? Like it's that stuff. But yeah, you're like, yeah. dude, get out of here. Everybody's got fucking problems, man. Shut right, up. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, yeah, I will give. I will give another honorable mention. Uh, again, yeah. I'm packing as we speak. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see Matt Riddle and Tomaso And I want to see Anthony uh, Gutierrez, Anthony Sharkbite Gutierrez. That is, uh, get that evolved contract. But one other thing I wanted to say, it's been about a week old, so it's not. Super current, but I definitely want people to see it if they have it uh, on YouTube. The series Hot Ones, where uh, guests eat chicken wings with uh, hot sauces that get hotter and hotter as the interview goes on. Stone Cold Steve Austin was on this uh, last episode of Hot Ones. Um, I think it's First We Feast as the YouTube channel. Check that out, man. He goes through the whole ringer of explaining what uh, wrestling terms are to the general public. Who he thought was a physical specimen, uh, which was a surprising answer. Who he thought was a good promo, which was kind of a layup, which, you know, you could probably figure that out. But it was really cool. Uh, It was good to see him kind of out of his element. Not just being. He said Ric Flair, didn't he? For best promo? No. uh, It was specifically to the Attitude Era. And so he said The Rock.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, Um, you know, of course. Yeah. Well, I've got uh, another Um, Honorable mention Then I just Had another one But let's breeze by This one real quick It's Buddy Murphy Um, After last week I thought Oof man He did pretty well But I don't know If he's gonna be able To sustain all this Um, But now it helps That they're Putting him over A little bit Mm -hmm. Right Um, Mm -hmm. But what do you think Of this Buddy Murphy thing I'm a little bit worried That He's got all the tools, but not quite enough charisma, but I'm hoping he proves me wrong, right?
0: Well, see, I think even though Nakamura did the whole Kinshasa to the Miz, which now I've remembered what his finisher is, uh, I wish it's the Kinshasa to Buddy Murphy, and Buddy Murphy gets that Intercontinental Championship you know, mm-hmm. feud. Or even a Buddy Murphy, if you want to keep him heel, and... Uh, Mustafa Ali. I'm not calling him Ali. It's Mustafa Ali. Ali is Muhammad Ali, and Atlanta. Just, yeah. So I'm calling Mustafa Ali. Um, uh, but a hey, Buddy Mustafa. Murphy, yeah, but a Buddy Murphy Mustafa Ali match, I think, or you know, program would be really cool. Uh, to piggyback off that, yes, last week his match with Roman Reigns was awesome. He got the loss because Roman doesn't lose. I understand. Um, and then this week he had another phenomenal match with Daniel Bryan. Uh, to piggyback off that, I was v- yeah, I was very impressed with Buddy Murphy. I hope this leads to something. Again, I want to see him in the Intercontinental picture, maybe as a babyface, or if you want to keep him heel, have him be the darkness to Ali's light, you know, Mustafa Ali's light, and then just have that fun maybe program, or even have him uh, knock on the door of Alistair Black, right? If he's yeah. winning against Daniel Bryan, Ooh, that's a
2: great one.
0: You know what I'm saying? Just be like, hey, I'm the best kept secret. You need to know who I am. I'm knocking at your door. There you go. But to piggyback off of that, uh, I wanted to give a quick shout out and applaud Daniel Bryan. For one, you know, we talk about Kofi Kingston, Kofi Mania. Daniel Bryan was the perfect foil for that storyline to hit home like it did. And Daniel Bryan doesn't have an ego to where like, I'm not losing kid. Don't see for the next. Like he's okay with taking a loss. And obviously uh, with buddy Murphy, he did it here. Uh, and then his great promos last week and into this week, uh, Daniel Bryan did fantastic. So uh, yes, buddy Murphy was awesome. But I also want to say Daniel Bryan, well, what a great team player. He has a lot of that, um, Chris Jericho in him, right? Where it's like he's always at the top of the card, but you never know in a Daniel Bryan match, at least for me, if he's going to win or lose, right? Like he could easily lose to Bray Wyatt at SummerSlam, or he could beat John Cena at SummerSlam, or he could lose lose to to Buddy Murphy. Yeah.
2: He could lose to NXT guy fresh up to the main roster.
0: Yeah. And and it wouldn't, and it doesn't hurt his character because he's great. He would lose the Tyler
2: Breeze tomorrow. Yep. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, so I just wanted to also say, Buddy Murphy, mm. yeah, is incredible. Uh, the more right. I think about it, yeah, I would want him to knock on Aleister Black's door. Because that's, that's, yeah. that's a a that's just gray versus gray, right? We don't know what Aleister Black is. And really, Buddy Murphy faced Roman yeah. Reigns and Daniel Bryan, so we don't that, know what he is either.
2: And have that be a brutal drag out where we think, how can either old guy stand after this match, right? Because somebody's going to win <laughs> that. Or maybe you don't. Maybe <laughs> it's a no... You know what I mean? They both don't make do it to no their contest. feet. Do no contest. Right. Yeah. yeah. They both don't make it to their feet. They do two of those, and they're like, all right, clearly we need to settle this at a later time, right? And they leave it at that, and then a year down the road we readdress it, right? Like,
0: huh? You know what I would do? Huh. This is what I would do if we're, if we're quickly fantasy booking. And again, I'm literally jumping in the car as we speak. Uh, I would have Alistair Black and Buddy Mert. So I would have Alistair Black say, someone knock on my door. But I wouldn't do the, like tease for the next week i would just have buddy murphy just walk in like oh shit you know and then yeah just knocks
2: on his chair
0: (laughs) yeah and then alistair black stands up buddy murphy stands up and he goes so you're the one to challenge me and buddy murphy's like exactly and so then the next week you have a match and like you said i wish there was time limit draws like aew Mm -hmm. that i think that's perfect but they don't do that in wwe so there's some type of you know Double kick to the head. You know, each guy gets a, lands a kick to the head. They fall. They don't answer the 10 count. Then you have them wrestle again the next week. They're on the outside. They're brawling. They don't okay. make it into the ring for the 10 count. They get counted out. So then you do the third week, but you make it the main event of SmackDown because mm-hmm. who cares? And then you do a last man standing on SmackDown of, you know, I'm the one oh, who knocks. I don't get Black, there. buddy. you know what
2: you me. do? You do one where they're like one guy's got the submission locked in, the other guy's got a thing, but they wind up pinning each other at the same time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So there's your third kind of no contest. I mean, keep finding creative ways to do that until mm-hmm. finally we've got to get fine. It's a last man standing, but even that's a bit of a problem because the first one was a they neither, neither of them stood. <laughs> so, you know.
0: Well, you could have a fun way to do the last man standing, very much like the Tommaso Champa Johnny Gargano where Johnny Gargona goes for a huge move. uh, Tommaso Ciampa just moves, but really he just... He
2: only stood because he was suspended, right?
0: Yeah, he only stood because he rolled off the platform. And then, you know, there you go, right? And so, yeah, I want that as your, you know, blood feud of WWE. But anyhow, uh, going off a little tangents, that's our favorite things of the week. Uh, Tim, as we stated, next week we will not be doing a live uh recorded show because we're busy. And we got fun thing going. what do you think of the week of wrestling?
2: Well, let's hit one last thing then, uh, because this is the only thing that really sticks out to me. Um, and we kind of hit hard on it, and I feel like we didn't uh, address it at all this week. The King of the Ring, we got some of the opening matches there for that, um, which I think went over fine enough, right? And again, it, it added some of the stuff to the filler matches, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's something on the line. I feel like every couple months there should be a tournament for something that kind of filtrates through these matches.
0: Yeah, I think there were some hits. I definitely think there were some misses, uh, some of the hits. I think that Apollo Cruz winning was great. Uh, I think that, uh, the Kevin Owens losing to, uh, Elias with Shane McMahon. Hey, at least it's in the King of the Ring tournament, right? Like we don't need that match to just be a standalone BS thing, but now it had some stakes to it. So it was okay. Um, We'll see. Uh, we, we alluded to some things with some tag matches of the guys that were in the King of the Ring tournament. We had that interesting, not interesting, but at least it was given TV time of Shelton Benjamin making fun of how short Chad Gable is. Yeah. I don't know where that's going to go, but apparently well, the short Stucks.
1: Sure.
0: Well, no, it's just uh, I've read, uh, peeling back the curtain, I've read that Shorty G is been trademarked. And that's what we're going to start calling Chad Gable as shorty G. So my favorite wrestler on the roster Uh, is now going to be known as shorty G fucking cool guys. Way to go. (laughs) But again, that's what I'm saying. So we have some hits. We have some misses. We have some, uh, TBDs to be determined. Uh, but King of the ring kicked off and Hey, there's some filler matches as you stated with some stakes. Uh, I I'm behind that at least initially.
2: Yeah, me too. Um, I like where it's going, and hopefully, uh, it only gets better from here. But yeah, man, I, I don't know. You got any wrap up before you wrap everything in your suitcase? And
0: I tell you what, uh, my plan is—you uh, know—next time we do a recording, uh, maybe we sneak in another one of these next week. I don't know, or if it's in two weeks, I will try to give you my best recap of being at Evolve One Thirty Three and evolve 134 uh hopefully i'll be sober enough to remember what happens um and and, uh i will give you a recap of that but the week of wrestling was overall positive um and uh, i'm pretty excited as we you know move into uh the next big clash of champions
2: yeah all right well then i guess uh Until two weeks from now, when we hit episode two seventy five, huh? Excited. But you
0: never know; we might get crazy and give you an an episode. Who knows, right? Things are weird. Things are fluid. Stay with us. Tweet the table.
2: Tweet the table, and then I guess until two weeks from now, uh, we return to the Spanish Netflix.